0: Hi, and welcome to Smiling Gives You Wrinkles. I'm Donna Francis, and I've been a beauty editor for 25 years. I've always been passionate about helping women feel confident and happy in their own skin. And now I'm in my late 40s, I want you to wake up every day feeling more positive and motivated. This is the podcast that helps you celebrate everything about aging with a smile. Today, I'm chatting all about dating, friendships, and the importance of making money as you get older with a true legend. Best-selling author, journalist, TV producer, and creator of Sex and the City, Candice Bushnell.
1: 50 used to be sort of like the end of things, and and now it really is the middle of your life. And a lot of women get divorced in their 50s. Kids leave home, there are a lot of changes And they want to, as I say, have a love redo, a love (laughs) do-over.
0: Candice is now in her mid-60s, and can you believe that the first episode of Sex and the City came out 26 years ago? The creation of Sex and the City came about after Candice began writing a column for the New York Observer about her life in New York as a single woman. And Candice has admitted that the show's main character, Carrie Bradshaw, was her alter ego. Since then, Candice has written some bestsellers, including Is There Still Sex in the City? Which is about Candice's real-life dating experiences after divorcing at the age of 50. I don't know about you, but I have loads of friends getting back into dating, so it was great to ask Candice for some dating advice on their behalf. She's so funny when she talks about the cliches of dating as an older woman, and she shares some really funny stories about her experiences with dating older and younger men. She even invites our producer, Will, into the chat for his advice and perspective. Candice tells me about her new one-woman show, True Tales of Sex, Success and Sex and the City, which is touring globally. Plus, she's also developing a new midlife dating series for American TV. For me personally, the biggest lesson that I learned from our chat was the importance of accomplishment as you get older. You're going to hear why Candice thinks hard work, having goals and finding purpose is just as important in your 60s as it is in your 20s and 30s. She is, as I like to call it, a proper grafter and I really admire her for that. Candice, it is a dream to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. I had like a different top on. I had a shirt on and I sat down and I looked to myself in the camera and I thought, I'm meeting Candice Bushnell. I can't just be wearing denim. I need to wear something sparkly like when we first met. So I rushed downstairs and changed. (laughs) Good for you. Good for (laughs) you. How are you anyway? All good. You're busy at the moment.
1: You know, I'm busy with all the little ipshki potchki things. You know, have to go to the bank and have to, you know, do some accounting. And you know, it's it's all really like the, those boring little
0: things that you just want to put off. And I can't and, believe that, Candice. Your life you know, can never be boring. <laughs> So, tell me about your new one woman show. I know that when we met last time, you were doing your shows in New York, but you're actually coming to the UK, aren't you?
1: Yes, I am coming to the UK in February, actually. And I'm doing 13 shows. One of them is at the Palladium in London, and that is February 7th. You know, then there are other shows all around. The UK. I think I'm doing Edinburgh and Birmingham, Manchester, I would think. So it's it's exciting. It's basically the origin story of Sex in the City. It's how I wrote Sex in the City, how hard I worked to get there, why I invented Carrie Bradshaw and what happened to me afterward, mixed in with some of my life story, how I came to New York. How I became successful with a couple of naughty sex stories, of course. I love
0: that, of course. I like the sound of that. I think it sounds like a great night out for some girlfriends.
1: Yes, it is. It is. It's a great night out. I've had women who they went to high school together. They were sorority sisters. You know, they come in groups of six, ten. It's a really fun evening out. And good to have a couple drinks too.
0: I bet. I bet. And I think, you know, for the show, it's about so many things. One of them, subjects, is obviously about dating. And you have also got a new reality show due to come out next year about um, dating in your 50s. Is that right?
1: We're working on it. It's something that I've been working on for a while. Uh, Trying to do a show. It will be called Is There Still Sex in the City? So it's loosely based on my last book, Is There Still Sex in the City, which was really the Sex in the City woman 25 years later. And, you know, dating, different types of situations, guys you come across. And, you know, reality is one of the areas where there's really a dearth of really people over 40 people over 35 you know most of these experimental dating reality shows they're all they're all people in their 20s they don't have that much at stake but there's so many women now who are dating again in their 50s that it's there's a real need for it
0: I um, read that you said that the 50 plus woman is the hottest new dating demographic. Um, and in fact, you know, it is a massive area to be explored. <laughs>
1: it is. It is. And, you know, it's traditionally been an area that, you know, an age group that cosmetic companies and magazines have overlooked because demographics kind of stop at 50, but it's the one age group that's actually getting bigger and bigger. And I think by 2050, half of the world will be over 50 years old. That's, I'll be dead by then, but um, it's just, it's an increasing demographic. And, you know, we live longer. 50 used to be sort of like the end of things and and now it really is the middle of your life. And a lot of women get divorced in their 50s. Mm-hmm. Kids leave home, there are a lot of changes, and they want to,
0: as I say, have a love redo. A love do over. <laughs> I, I love that. Love do over, yes. And the thing is, I think when you're in your fifties or you know 50 plus, to then start dating you know, you haven't dated since you were in your 20s or 30s. Is it different? What are the do the same dating rules apply when you're in your 20s to when you're in your 50s? You know, don't call him, let him call you, things like that. Do you think it's a different rule for when you're older?
1: <laughs> well, I, I think that dating apps have changed Some of that, certainly, you know, on Bumble, the women reach out, you know, I have friends who are on these dating apps, you know, you can buy a direct contact or something like that and they do and they will reach out to guys. I still think it's up to you. There's a lot of rejection out there on, on dating apps, pretty much no matter what you do. And there's a lot of rejection in dating. I personally have found like... You know, I don't, the guy needs to make some freaking effort because they tend to make so little effort that they, they've got to make some effort. And, you know, so that's why I don't do the, you know, I'm not going to call them or that sort of thing. Um, Yeah. I think it sort of doesn't really matter so much. And, you know, in some ways it's tough no matter what you do.
0: Yeah, that's true
1: there's just a lot of rejection. There are a lot of choices and, you know, there's a lot of ghosting and there's a lot of, you know, this I was going just,
0: to ask you about that. Have you ever been ghosted? Cause that seems to be a thing that happens, especially now with lo- online dating.
1: Uh, yes. Although it's kind of depends on what one means by ghosting. I, I mean, there's a lot of people go on, this happens to everybody. People go on one date. They think, oh, it's God, that was really fun. It went great. They never hear from the guy, or they go on two dates. They never hear from the guy again. I I'm just talking to a friend who has an 18 year old daughter, and she said she just started dating, and she's pretty shocked and disappointed by how there's a lot of, you know, exchange. There's a lot of, you know, there's a cynicism to it these days and it's very transactional. Dating is very transactional. And, you know, it's like, what do you have that I want? You know, and I hear this from men and women and I hear it a lot from men about women, women real, they want them to buy them all kinds of things. They want them to buy them the handbags. They want them to buy them dinner And what dating apps have done is that it's made it much easier to do what was once fringe dating. This was kind of, you know, the fringes of dating. Women who are looking for sugar daddies, men who are looking for, you know, younger women, all of those things that mm, it's a little bit sort of frowned on, that's very, very easy to find on dating apps. So that's part of dating has proliferated. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, a regular sort of heterosexual kind of relationship where the woman is looking for a guy to make a commitment, that's gotten much, much harder. But it's easy if you're a young woman in your mid-20s, and you're attractive, and you've had the right kind of plastic surgery to find some oh, yeah. sucker who will pay your rent. I mean, I've heard about women who, they've got three guys paying their rent, and this is how they survive.
0: That's depressing. It's
1: very, very common. People who are looking you know, to cheat, that's pretty easy to find. All these things weren't so easy, but they're very easy to find uh, on dating apps.
0: Are you saying, do you think if you're just looking for, you know, you're a woman in your 50s and you're looking for a guy and you don't want a meal ticket, you just want to be taken out on dates, you want to be looked after, you just want a nice relationship, that maybe dating apps are not the way to go?
1: It's a question. But at the same time, everybody knows a story about people who met on a dating app. And, you know, it depends on how you go about it. Um, You know, in some ways, I think that if you're a woman in your 50s or 60s, you're actually at an advantage because you have better communication skills, usually. You know a little bit better about what you're looking for. Your head isn't so easily turned by superficial attributes. Um, you're a little bit more discerning and you know how to conduct yourself. And also you have a stronger sense of self so that the rejection isn't, it's not so personal, you know, it's Very like, true. yeah, I get ghosted. I mean, I've had guys like, yes, it was, you know, it was fun to see them. It was a fun day. And as they walk away, I know I'm just not going to hear from them again. You know, they're scared. They're busy. Everybody's trying. Everyone's trying to make it. They're trying so hard to make it.
0: And do you think because of who you are, you're Candice Bushnell, do you think they're intimidated by you?
1: I think they don't understand. One of the things that I found is somehow in the last... 20 years. Sex and the City is bigger than it ever was. And it's something that everybody's watching. Now it's a legendary TV show, whereas before it was just, it was a TV show on HBO that was great. But now it's kind of grown in its reputation. So Legendary. Yes. Now it's legendary. And uh, so, you know, I do get... Definitely get guys who are curious about you know the connection and who I am and
0: and, you know You recently said that you dated a 21 year old and a 19 year old.: That happened like two years ago. everybody
1: keeps bringing it up. It's like whatever.
0: <laughs> but I think for a woman that's you know 50s, 60s, that's pretty impressive, and I want to know what the benefits of dating a younger guy and versus an older guy and vice versa. Gosh, what would be the benefits?
1: It really depends on the. It depends on the guy. I mean, you know, younger guys at first they at le- they seem to be a little bit more interested in like asking questions about you. They're a little bit more curious because that's what young people do. Whereas I found that older guys, uh, that you know, that's when you get the guy who sits there and just does a monologue two <laughs> hours. Let me tell you my life story. One guy sat there and told me his life story from, you know, when he was a kid. I was like, dude, that was 70 years ago. Come on. <laughs> so older guys are a little bit more sexist. They can be. But a lot of these younger guys, I, I mean, guys in their 40s, can they're like 25-year-olds.
0: Well, they're, maybe they're having their midlife crisis early.
1: No, they just never grew up. I mean, it, it's, it's a lot harder for people to grow up these days. You know, it's hard for them to get out of the house, they to get their own place. But it, de- you know, it depends, on, it depends on the guy. It really yeah. does.
0: And so. do you have any advice for men, any, ma- any age man, um, for dating an older woman? What's older? 50 plus. That's not older
1: to me. You know. for dating someone okay. older than them. Okay, for dating somebody older than them, I don't know. Don't don't be an idiot.
0: What about the etiquette of paying for a date?
1: A lot of the time younger guys don't pay for the date. Uh, it's usually I think the person with more money pays for the date. And you know, it's that's that can be hard for a lot of women.
0: Like mm.
1: You know, if you're with a younger guy, you might be paying. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are very few. I, I've, I've actually gone out with a couple of young guys whose fathers were really, really rich. And, you know, these guys paid. They paid for everything. And, you know, they were gentlemen because they were brought up that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they were brought up in a, the rarefied world of private schools and Ivy League colleges so, you know, that's a certain type of guy. I mean, you have them there in England too.
0: I think sometimes it can be hard because men can be damned if they, they do and damned if they don't because I think they, they don't know whether to pay because they don't want to offend the woman. But they also feel like if they don't pay, then they'll be seen as tight.
1: <laughs> well, yes. Women I've met in their... 20s and 30s and, you know, 40s, pretty overwhelmingly want the guy to pay. And the reason for, you know, again, it goes back to kind of like attention and value. And Helen Gurley Brown said that you really can match a man's affections to how much money he's, you know, if he's willing to pay and that, you know, a man who isn't willing to part with money isn't going to be willing to part with his emotions or his affections either. I don't know if that's true. I mean, there are, you know, a lot of younger guys who, you know, they just don't make a lot of money.
0: Mm. So Mm.
1: what are they supposed to do?
0: Yeah, take you out for a nice walk or something. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of people do. You know, that's
1: that, you know, they go to a coffee shop.
0: Yeah. I've got a friend who's on a dating app and she will only meet someone the first time by going for a walk. Cause she says she, a, she doesn't want to commit her time. If right. she doesn't, if she's not sure whether she likes him and she just doesn't, then she can just leave quickly <laughs> if she needs to. I think yes. that's quite good advice.
1: It, it could be. It could be. I mean, I I tend to go out to dinner with people a lot because I'm a grown-up. I can sit through a dinner with pretty much anybody and make conversation because I'm a grown-up. So, I know how to do that, but a lot of younger people, that's like it's too much time for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're so used to growing up online and communicate, talking by text, putting in a couple of hours with somebody, it's emotionally exhausting for them. You know, they're not used to it. We're used to it because we grew up doing that. I mean, we're, we're from the generation where you were expected to be entertaining at dinner. Yeah. Not sitting on your phone.
0: I also wanted to talk to you about friendship as well, because I feel like sex in the city is as much about friendship than it is anything else. and you know how friendship changes throughout your life.
1: What happens was when people get married and they have kids, that having all that those girlfriends, that goes away for a lot of people, because you're going to become friends with your children's parents.
0: Yeah. And sometimes i find they're quite false those friend groups.
1: Yes, i don't have kids so i don't know anything about it, but that's, you know, that that's your social life when you have kids. your, your mm. social life tends to revolve around your kids, your kids' friends and their parents. So, that's something that changes a lot when you have kids. But one of the things that i've noticed is if you end up getting divorced in your 50s, which happens to a lot of people, you go back to having all those girlfriends again and feeling like you, you need all those girlfriends again that you had when you were younger.
0: Yeah, that's very true. A couple of my close friends have recently got divorced and they're both, well, one's in their late 40s, one's in their mid 50s. And she's never had a better social life than she has now.
1: <laughs> yes, Probably.
0: She's absolutely loving it. But at the same time, when I told her that I was talking to you, she was like, oh, no, I need some help. Because she's not had a date since she, was, you know, since she got divorced. And she's not, she's not been with her ex-husband for probably about seven years. And she's in her mid-50s. So she's right. actually really, I guess, nervous about getting back into the, into the dating game.
1: Well, yes. I mean, that's, you know, time has passed, at least usually 10, 15 years have passed since you've been dating. And, you know, you wonder if you're too old. I mean, that's why I wrote that, this book, is there still sex in the city? So, you know, one of the things that's changed a lot is, yes, there are a lot of younger guys who are interested. That, always was something that was sort of verboten years ago. And you know, the older guys are old. Mm. Mm. You know?
0: Yeah, it could be yeah, that's what said. Or
1: 80s. And the older guys tend to be pretty randy, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I mean you yeah. think it would be the younger guys But it's the older guys who are like, "Eh, kiss me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she said that. She said when she's been on dating apps, she's like, there's nothing kind of her age. She said they're not, it's an extreme. There's an extreme of men out there. They're either too young or too old.
1: It's because the men who are age appropriate, I call them the hot drop. They're age appropriate. You feel like this is the guy you should be with. But those are the guys who, as soon as they get divorced, they are snapped up by somebody younger, usually who immediately gets pregnant if she's not pregnant already. So you have, you know, a guy who, if he's in his 50s or 60s, if he was married, he had kids. Well, I, I mean, one of the interesting things is that six it's like 61% of men are fathers whereas 86% of women are mothers so every man is kind of having you know it's having kids with one and a half women so wow. a man who is going to be a father and gets divorced highly likely that they will become a father to somebody else because women know like this guy was a father chances are he'll be willing to do it again. So
0: that's a reality. Okay, I've just learned something there. That's amazing.
1: Poor Will. He's like, like, this is all shocking to me
0: and horrible. Sorry, Will.
1: Let's ask his opinions. (laughs) Yeah, come on, Will. This is what, like, we need the opinions of the men here.
0: You're asking the wrong man, partly because I've got a boyfriend
1: you see, that's the other problem. I went to a party the other night. It was sixty-five percent groups of women, okay, thirty-five percent men, but you know, half of them were gay.
0: Yeah. And it's because we all have sex in the city.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So for the last question, Candice, I think a lot of women, as they get older, they feel invisible. And in order to get over that, they kind of need to give themselves a bit of a break and to give themselves a little bit more self-love. And I wanted to ask you how you do that in your daily life.
1: A- accomplishment. I mean, I'm not a big, you know, the, oh, take a bath. And da-. it's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't think you were.
1: I, you know, it's like, I feel like women are, have been really sold a bill of goods about how to improve their lives and make their lives better. And, and you know, improving your life and making your life better is about accomplishment. And as one, uh, one of those social x-rays once said to me, it's about discipline and desire. You have to work at things and it's about, you know, making money and having a sense of accomplishment, you know, I mean, setting goals, working towards things, but you know, working, the older you get, the more important money is money's not that important when you're in your twenties. It's really important when you're in your sixties. It's really important when you're in your seventies, eighties, if you live to be 90 And that's something that women don't realize. So I would say to anybody in your 20s, concentrate on making as much money as you can. That's really what it's about because, you know, that's actually what gets you through. You know, women have been sold this bill of goods like, oh, it's love. (laughs) having kids. Uh, Well, you got to pay for those kids. So it's, you know, it's about accomplishment that will make you feel
0: good cheers to that thank you so much for coming on the show I really appreciate it
1: thank you Donna
0: I really hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode and if you could do me a favor then please make sure you're following the podcast wherever it is that you're listening and remember give me a follow on my Instagram at the Ed. I'll be back next week with another brilliant guest. And until then, have a great week.